Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Hello, this is Mari. So today I'm going to focus on what's considered a long-term relationship, which is the ever-elusive goal of many lesbians and queer women, but maybe not what we've been able to make happen in our own lives. First, what's like talk about what long-term means. I think, you know, lesbian relationships, they kind of, we talk about them in cat years. So I'm talking about relationships that are more than three or four years. Uh, I always say a lesbian relationship of one year is like nine years in everyone else's terms. So that's like 27 lesbian years, a three-year relationship. Um, I think also because of the difficulty of lesbians have in staying in a commission, committed relationship and the light speed in which lesbian relationships progress, there is also a difference here. Um, So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the relationship issues and let's talk about relationship skills. On to the issues. I've kind of pinpointed three main issues that I've seen in my friends' queer women relationships. The first one is being too emotional. Two women get together and it's kind of like lava and sparks and uh, it's wonderful and it's passionate, but it can be uh, quite quite daunting. Uh, Also... This is also a problem when we see one lesbian woman hangs on to a relationship that isn't feeding her needs, uh, when one or both women jump over the dating stage and rush to commit, when a lesbian breaks up with a partner and so is, depre- and so, is so depressed that she can't move on. I've had friends that really had a hard time after a breakup and it took them a long time to kind of jump back in the saddle and try again. Uh, also, lesbianic symbiosis, symbiosis. I'm going to tell you what I think that, what that means to me when we come back from the break. And the last one for our issues is emotional cheating. What is emotional cheating? What do you think about emotional cheating? What does it mean to you? Let's talk about it when we come back. This is Mari with Lavender Life. I hope you're enjoying the show. So, yeah, so we were talking about emotional cheating. What is clear is that emotional cheating goes outside the boundaries of a normal friendship. So some some of the common signs of emotional cheating are she shares her most intimate thoughts with someone outside of your relationship. She seeks and gives a majority of her emotional support to someone outside of your relationship. She depends on someone else other than you, your her significant other, to meet her needs and make her feel loved, connected, and significant. Or she's just very distracted by someone else when she should be present in your relationship. For instance, uh, you know, always being out to dinner with them or always texting them or always talking to them. She spends more time connecting with someone outside of your relationship. What do you think about emotional cheating? And do you think that's one of the major issues in in lesbian relationships? I know that uh, for me, I've seen lesbian relationships where we have a big circle of lesbian friends. And, you know, one friend is like kind of this partner and this and another friend kind of functions as uh, another part of a relationship relationship. What do you think about that? And then I mentioned uh, lesbian symbiosis. What is lesbian symbiosis? Lesbians have a tendency 
to start to grow together into sort of uh, one person, wherein the two women in the relationship become almost indistinguishable, indistinguishable from one another. Have you ever seen that happen in one of your queer women's friends' uh, relationships? They start dressing alike. They start talking alike. They don't go out. I always have called it nesting, but I love this term, lesbianic symbiosis. So these are some of the issues that I think we have. And then uh, I have some ways that I think maybe we can, some skills, some life skills maybe, to uh, help it uh, be resolved. Some, some what, what do I want to call this? Tips. Ten tips for lesbians in committed relationships. So here we go with our top ten. Uh, number one. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I can't stress this enough. Uh, as someone who is in a relationship, who's been in a relationship, a long-term relationship, man, if you don't talk about the small things, they become big things. I think that's the first key in any relationship, but especially in lesbian relationships. Uh, I saw this uh, meme on Facebook. It was talking about uh, the, the time it takes a woman to tell you uh, no uh, after you have asked her what's wrong, shows how big the problem was. Wouldn't you say that to be true? When we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you some more. All right. Hello, we're back. And if you've been listening, you know I'm talking about lesbian relationships today and everything that is special about a feminine, queer, lavender relationship. We were talking about uh, different tips and, and tricks we can use for our relationships. The first one I just told you was communication. That's so important, right? Talk it out. Talk it out, girls. Uh, the next one, make time for each other. Life always kind of gets in, in the way, but if we don't schedule us time where we really kind of just step back and, you know, have a date night or whatever, block that calendar time, then uh, I think you kind of lose sight of why you're even in that relationship with a person. Number three, keep it fresh. You know the saying goes, relationships take work. Well, that's true, but it always doesn't have to be a negative connotation. Keep it fresh. You know, learn new things together. Try new things. Go new places. Make new friends together. And that kind of leads really nicely into number four, which is grow together, not apart. One really effective way to keep your relationship strong is to have shared goals. Working with your partner on a project or a plan for the future can bring you closer together by increasing your time together and then you share thoughts you share ideas you share dreams and that intimacy that communication that we were talking about as number one thing to keep a relationship together that kind of uh, you know that ties in with that I think uh, number five this is really important uh, when we talk about uh, queer women's relationships maintain healthy outside relationships none of this cocooning into uh, you know some kind of uh, nesting lesbian symbiosis, as I said, one of the issues is for lesbians. You need to maintain the relationships with your friends, with your family, with your co-workers. Uh, if you don't, you're going to be feeling suffocated. At one point or another, someone will feel suffocated in the relationship. Number six, sex and intimacy at all costs. 
Keep it, keep it rocking in the bedroom, girls. You know, sex is an important part of our relationship, and it's very strongly related to intimacy. They've done a lot of studies that show that, especially in women, uh, sex and intimacy are are very related. And uh, you know, you get your hormones flowing. That hormone oxytocin is released when you have an uh, intimate relationship with your partner. Uh, it 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 bonds you. It's uh, essential for long-term bonding. It's the same. Uh, chemical, actually, that bonds a mother to its child. I find that very interesting. All right, we're going to talk about some more when we come back from this break. Hello, we're back. Uh, yeah, we were talking about lesbian relationships and some tips and tricks to make things a little bit better. We were on number seven. Number seven is don't get jealous. Yes, I know it's hard, ladies. I know that, especially since we're emotional creatures, at least for me, sometimes, yeah, I mean, it's normal and natural. I think we do get jealous sometimes. And it's all too common, I think, in the lesbian community. But jealousy can ruin a relationship. It occurs really when there's a lack of trust between partners. And if you feel you are being controlled by a jealous partner or that you are jealous, confront those feelings. Discuss them with your partner, why you're feeling threatened in the relationship, and move past it. If you need professional help, get it. You know, there, you, there are ways to keep your relationship together. You don't have to necessarily break up. There is counseling, couples counseling. Uh, there's lots of different counselors that do even lesbian couples counseling in India. All right, number eight, compromise. You can't always have things your way. Uh, I like to call myself the empress. Don't tell anyone. Uh, but yeah, I'm not the empress. I have to, uh, I have to bow to the queen sometimes and uh, let other people in. And, and let them uh, have their way. It has to be about compromise. Number nine, stay connected. Keep in touch with the lesbian gay community. Uh, unlike hetero couples, uh, homosexuals, we have virtually no societal support. Sometimes uh, we're still in the closet. We haven't told our parents. We haven't told our, our co-workers. We haven't told people about our relationship. And when you have problems in a relationship and you have no one to talk to, that is the loneliest feeling. I know I've been there, ladies, and it's just not a good place to be. So make sure that you stay connected to a support group in your city so that you have people you can talk to uh, that will really understand where you're coming from as a lesbian woman, as a bisexual woman, as a trans woman, as a queer woman. And number 10, maintain good health. Nothing is sexier and more romantic than a clean, healthy body. Take care of yourself. Eat well, get plenty of sleep, and exercise regularly. And, you know, these can feed into one another, these different points, right? It said uh, stay connected, do new things. Join a gym together. If 75% of uh, queer women are having weight issues, that should be something that we could do. Or take a walk together every day. Make it your designated talk time. There are lots of different ways that you can kind of uh, freshen things up. In conclusion, keeping a relationship is definitely much harder than it looks. Uh, but I think it's worth it. And I think, uh, I think I'd like to see more healthy relationships. I've been in a good relationship for about four and a half years now. And I have to say it's work, but it's definitely worth it. This is Lavender Life. You're listening to Mari. 
All right, so we were talking about uh, queer women relationships, keeping them fresh. I gave you some pointers. Tell me what you think about the things I said, if you think that there was all a bunch of malarkey. I think the most important thing is, uh, you know, making it your number one priority, making your relationship at the top of your list and not taking that person for granted. I've been in good relationships and bad relationships, and really when you're in a good one, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to keep. So be with someone who loves you, who takes care of you. Uh, my daughter, once she gave me some really good advice, she said, I don't care who you love, Mama, just as long as they love you because you are lovable. So that's what I'm wishing for all my lavender ladies out there listening. And, uh, yeah, make sure it's the person that takes care of you and you take care of that person, and I think that's what's most important in any relationship. Also, I want to talk to you about Lavender 101. Since we were talking earlier about 75% of uh, lesbian and queer women being either overweight or obese, depending on the medical definition, I wanted to know what you thought about that. I mean, like, what can we do about that? Do we have, you know, like, where do we put that information? Is it that we have a better body image? You know, if you look at, like, old paintings, Rembrandt paintings, uh, Matisse's paintings, even uh, even all of, all of the Impressionist paintings, women were a little bit heavier uh, than they are now. They're not like the stick figures that you see women as now. Maybe we as women are just attracted to other curvy women. Could that be it? Uh, are we stronger, but we actually weigh? more because lesbians also statistically studies have shown to be uh, kind of physically stronger than heterosexual women. Uh, are we attracted to those extra pounds? Uh, whatever the case may be, probably a little exercise wouldn't hurt us considering that we do have very high levels of stress and the best relationships, even the one with yourself, start with a healthy body and mind. So what are some of your favorite ways to get that extra energy flowing, to get those hormones going? Is it dancing? Is is it sex? Is it walking? Is it the gym? Is it yoga? I'll tell you, I like to dance. That's my favorite thing to do exercise-wise. I, I, don't, I don't like to go to the gym much. Walking is like, okay, I'll do it if there's someone with me. But dancing, dancing really makes me happy. So our next feature is La Lavender Lady of the Week. We're going to talk about... Who are we going to talk about? Let me just scroll down. Ah, yes, we're going to talk about Urvashi Vaid. She is an attorney, an author, an activist, and the executive director of Arcus Foundation. She was born in New Delhi, India, and she moved to New York when she was a child where her father taught at the State University. Vaid's uh, interest in politics began at the age of 11 in an anti-war protest in the 60s. Uh, in 1979, she graduated from Vassar College and she received her law degree in 1983, where she founded the Boston Lesbian and Gay Political Alliance. Very active woman. Uh, she served as a staff attorney for National Prisons Projects of the American Civil Liberties Union and litigated class action suits to challenge prison conditions, initiating the organization's HIV and AIDS inmate project. Uh, in 1986, she joined the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force and she worked there for 10 years. Uh, she's done so much to build a better space for uh, 
queer people in the world, not only in the U.S., in India also, uh, as she is an Indian-American. She's done lots. Why do we have this feature? I want to talk a little bit about why this feature is important. We need these things. We need to talk about these things because these achievements of LGBT people have been hidden. And it's always been easy for others to stereotype and to distort the reality of their lives. We just didn't know that there were LGBT uh, heroes out there, that there were mentors out there in every walk of life. Uh, You name it, they were there. Florence Nightingale, for instance, was a lesbian, one of the first nurses. So that's why I want to have a Lavender Lady of the Week and talk about these things. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you've learned some new things. Um, If you're one of the 75% of lesbians that are a little bit overweight, as I am, uh, you know, I hope you get out there, you walk, you do something fun, you know, dance with your woman. If you don't have a woman and you don't want one, go dancing anyway. Dance with your friends. Dance with uh, your family. Dance, dance by yourself, you know. Dance by yourself in the shower, but don't slip because that would be bad. And, you know, like, don't, and don't come telling me that I told you that also. Like, you know, use common sense. You know, a little bit of dancing. Sing. Sing and sway a little bit maybe while you're in the shower. That's about it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast. At Sochcast, apni Soch dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.